to another episode of the bench mob ent podcast we changed the name um because we are more than sports and pop culture we want to be able to talk about any and everything and we don't want to be put into a box and just all right it has to be sports and pop culture so you're going to see now a lot of different type of interviews a lot of different topics a lot of different things we'll be talking about everything from religion relationships money you already saw a little taste of it with the money uh money talk we'll be talking about everything my man just got married world travelers back but i'm gonna let him start off the intro we doing something a little different today so cj money bags take it over yeah man my, my man's antonio don't get enough credit man so to the left of me as y'all can see we got mr still not worried antonio burnett antonio how you doing tonight oh uh, man i'm great man uh well, since y'all are consider y'all family, the people that sit next to me and the people that watch you guys, we don't have fans. We have family. Uh, I'm great, man. I just got promoted yesterday. Salary job okay. now. Got benefits okay. and everything no, like that's that. That's news to us. That's news to us. Uh, it just became official yesterday. So um, pay period start Monday. Check going to be looking a little different. So I'm, yes, I'm, I'm great over here. God good. You feel me? God is good. God is good. That's what we love to hear too. And then to the right of me. We got G baby, Greg Greg sends mirror from from one of the oranges. Debate your mother sends mirror. One of the oranges. Yes, and, and we just found out we're going to Cabo too. So, oh. so you know how we rock. You feel me? My man, my, my, my man, my man's Greg doing a little. Uh, I ain't I ain't to put your business all out there, but but Greg Greg's hooking us up in a few years and. And we we all good over here. So so how's your night going? Oh yeah, twenty twenty three. We lit. <laughs> That's a uh, that's a not so subtle hint that I'm doing something about about my situation, but um, no, nah, I'm good, bro. I'm good. I got I, I got a cut. You know, I feel feeling like a little stagnant for the way things is going right now. Fresh cut. So I dropped, sends mirror. I'm sure I can tell you with the headphones all going on. Yo, but I'm good, bro. A lot of crispy too. Facts, bro. Yo, <laughs> hey, Kim, Holy Toledo. We gotta get you back on the show when he yes. got a cut. This is Jalen Rose esque right here. Jalen Rose esque. Why you want shout out to Cuts by Russ then? We're we gonna tag him. Shout out to Cuts by Russ because that's, that's where I get my cuts from. Russ Ayala, that's my guy. Full disclosure. Best, best barber in Jersey. Full, full disclosure though. It's rare that he looked like this. It, it's, it's real rare that he looked like. You might see this, this lineup like that once, twice a year. So. We got to time it at the right time. Yo, mute, this, mute this mic, bro. <laughs> nah, nah, but we're we, we going to get right into it. Uh, first episode is Bench Mob Entertainment. We're going to get right into it with some baseball talk. Uh, sitting this one out so my man can, Antonio can 
get involved with these takes. But, fellas, second half of the MLB season, uh, you know, what teams do we think are, are going to make a run the second half of the year? Who are you seeing, uh, Greg? Um, Miles isn't here. Uh, fatherhood. Y'all seen the movie on Netflix. He actually is, you know, that in real life fatherhood. Um, who are the teams that you see? Like, obviously, he's not here to defend the Yankees, but the Yankees are struggling. We've had discussions with him. It's all – it's injuries, he says, for them is why they're struggling. Mets are on top of the division. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you this. Do you think the Mets we, – we made it a poll. Do you think the Mets are actually primed as one of the championship contenders or are they just a playoff team? I think they're a playoff. I think they're a playoff team that could be a championship contender. Yeah, I think they they're they're primed to be one second half. I think they're gonna go on a nice little run there and get hot. But the only reason why I think they could be a playoff championship contender is because in baseball in October, nothing matters more than your pitching. And the mm. Mets pitching staff is great, and they're gonna get Carlos Carrasco back. People seem to forget about him and Noah Syndergaard back. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have legit three aces on their staff, including Degrom, who's the goat. Like you know, he's just the greatest of all time. I I ain't seen nobody better. And you can debate your mom about that, but like you, you, you're gonna have Carrasco, Cindergard. You're gonna that 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 will take and then Stroman on the back end, who's a soft. If you have him as your five star, your rotation is crazy. Like the, their rotation is amazing, and it's gonna make their bullpen stronger too. So yeah, I think the Mets are a real contender to win a championship for real. I think they're gonna get in the playoffs. Obviously, they're gonna they're gonna finish this thing out strong. Lindor's getting hot now. Uh, Brandon Nimmo's playing the base the best baseball of his career. Um, that leading off for the Mets, um, and he's the best homegrown prospect I've seen since David Wright. Legit, like they, they've had, mm-hmm. he's, he's been that good. His numbers aren't like going to jump off the page at you, but he every time up, he's a, it's a very effective of a bat, a walk or a single. Um, he just he's he's a really good player. So, and I can I can wax I can go uh, I can wax quite about the Mets forever, but I just think from top to bottom, this is a this is the best Mets team I've seen in, in years. Do you in think years. the Mets are going to trade? For uh, Chris Bryant, I know that's been rumored yeah, for a long time. Do yeah. you think they are, and do you think they even should? Like, do y'all need them? My, my, they're talking to my dad about this all the time. My dad's not a big Chris Bryant fan. Some Mets fans don't want Chris Bryant. I'm of the mindset that if you can get um, Josh Donaldson for maybe less, you do mm-hmm. that. You know, you get the power, you get the power bat, you get the great defense. Jonathan VR has been good at third base for the, for the Mets all year. Uh, he had a game where he had two home runs last week. He said he had three home runs in two games right before the All Star break against the Pirates in that series. I, I, I don't know how I feel about the Chris. I think Chris Bryant's incredibly talented. I think Steve Cohen has the capital to do it. He's not worried about paying Chris Bryant and paying Lindor and paying um, the Grom when he needs to give the Grom the contract of the, the century. The Grom's probably going to be the highest paid athlete in American sports very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think he's going to opt out of his deal pretty soon. So, yeah, like I. <laughs> It's gonna be it's it's tough, but if they do, I won't be mad. If they do it, I won't be mad. But I don't think the Mets the Mets necessarily need to do. They don't need to do that per se. But I won't be mad if they trade with Chris Bryant. How could you be upset? The guy's talented. He's had a down year last year because he was injured. But you know what he is when he's healthy. He's a he's a all star level player. So I wouldn't be mad. Look, add to the riches. I'm good. What what is he worth trading? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, because of his down years, I like to think the Mets could get him for like mm-hmm. their third best prospect, best prospect, and a couple draft picks, maybe. You know, not their best prospect, not their best, but the you know, but but when Chris Bryant's right, he is really good. But it, he has just been injured the last couple of years and hasn't had his best output. So you can't trade him for like max value. You're not going to get max value back from the Cubs mm-hmm. for that. You know, I don't even know what his numbers are this year though. I really 
I really wish I had looked it up. I need to, I'm curious now what the guy's doing this year, what his numbers are. Um, maybe I'll look that up when, when I get a little break here. But I, I'll, I'll give you the numbers right now. Right now, his batting average is 271, 50 runs. You got 16 home runs, 46 RBIs, and we have four stolen bases. Yeah, I, 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 I would trade my second to best prospect for him. Yeah, I, do the trade. Do it. It, it, it. I would do it. So, seems right. What's your thoughts? I know you've probably seen the clips, heard about it. What's your thoughts on Shohei Otani being a two-way player, pitching, and right now he's on pace to lead the league probably in home runs as a pitcher, which is kind of unseen in this modern era. They don't really let pitchers really get loose like that. I I think it kind of puts a notice on on pitchers, right? Like, I can do more. I have the ability to do more. And that was always something that I thought about kind of, you know, growing up watching baseball, um, you know, why we haven't ever seen like a dominant hitter like that as a pitcher. Uh, Because, again, like when you grow up and you play uh, sports, right, and whether it's at the the little league level, the the high school level, the college level, um, you know, the the semi level whatever whatever you want to call it um a lot of the times the people that you grew up with that are pitchers you know they're they're dominant hitters as well mm-hmm. and then they they take time away obviously to focus on pitching and they lose you know all sort of hitting skills but obviously it doesn't have to be like that so for, for otani to to be leading you know the league in home runs like that uh, it just shows that pitchers are capable of way more and you know he, he's putting the world on notice um he's doing great things right now a great player um and if he can keep this up too, if this isn't just like a, a one season type of thing, he comes mm-hmm. back next year and, and does the same thing. Even if he's not, you know, leading the league in home runs, but he's still putting up crazy numbers, then, um, you know, I wonder if he sets a, you know, a trend and a, and a precedent for for the leagues to come, uh, the, the future seasons to come, I should say, um, and what players are gonna, you know, how they train moving forward as as pitchers. You know, do they focus a little more on hitting, seeing? Because again, I'm sure a lot of these these pitchers are capable of performing better when it comes to their batting averages. I think we had shout out to Mason Cotton, my cousin. We had him on with him playing that way. Let me know what y'all think about this. He said in our episode that we had him on that hopefully this is where MLB is going towards that. It will probably be something where it's like positionless baseball. What are your thoughts on MLB possibly into implementing a positionless game for baseball i think i think i think that it'd be cool i mean i'm trying to think about how that would work like if i play third base i could just as easily be a catcher in the next inning that type deal like i'm it's just interchangeable it'd be dope i'm a i'm I'm probably gonna change the topic i was just at a a houston astros game watching the astros play and watching for the yankees down in houston last weekend um and They don't do anything to appeal to the black viewer. Mm. I, I just think that's their biggest problem. I mean, they, yeah, baseball could go positionless, sure. Like, um, what, what Altani's doing is incredible. Um, he's a generational athlete. I don't think everybody can do that. That's very hard to do because mm. when you're a pitcher, you can ask any pitcher, anybody who pitched at a high level, at some point you have to drop the bat because you have to focus on your craft of pitching. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a craft. It's, it's incredibly difficult to, difficult to do that. Yeah, hitting is one of the hardest things. Hitting might be the hardest thing in thing in sports to do, is to hit a baseball throwing at 100 miles an hour. Like so, 
you have to you usually have to pick one. That's what makes him special. I'm, I don't think that this is going to become a normal thing. I think we'll see other guys who are who will do it. I don't know that we'll see anyone do it this well. Mm. You know, do play. You know, be but hit and pitch this well, this effectively ever again. But I think we'll see guys that are going to be close in the future because I think he's going to inspire a new wave. But I, I just every time I think about the MLB and what and and what the exciting things they have going on, all I can think to myself is, man, this sport would be a lot better if they appeal to black, black young black viewers. And if they could get if they could appeal to young and get young black people to play this sport um, all over the country, because there's so many athletes, there's such a, there's an athletic community they haven't even tapped into, and that if and if they did, oh my god, like you think you think it's crazy now, like it, <laughs> baseball could be in a different place. Baseball could be in a different place for real. A lot of the greatest baseball players of all time were black. Um, Ken Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds, say what you want about Barry Bonds. Before the steroids, he was a monster. So. Jackie um, Robinson. Jack, I mean, the, the Hank Aaron. The list is very – Ken Griffey Jr. I say Ken Griffey Jr. already? Yep. Oh, okay. I gotta say, Ken Griffey I gotta, Sr. I got to say him twice. Both. <laughs> I got to say him twice. He's that, he, was, he was the GOAT. I, I got to say it twice. For real. Talking about Babe Ruth and all that. Give me a break. But I, in all seriousness, like, they're missing out on this incredible, incredible community, man. Like, it, it would be, basically, MLB would be so much better for it. Um, but I, I, I do think that a little bit – Conspiracy theory, Greg. I do think that a little bit of it is done on purpose. I think baseball is a game made of tradition. When I go to a baseball game, I hear them singing. I, I was in. I was at an Astros Take game. They all sang out to the bro. They wasn't even singing that at the Astros game. game. They were singing this other song in unison, bro. I'm sure. I'm. I'm sure people people know it. Some people know it. That listen to this podcast. I'm sure people were tapped in with that kind of stuff. I didn't know what they were singing, bro. But they were all singing, and, you, and me and my girl were sitting there looking at each other like, what? What is going on right now? Like, what is? Yeah, I was in Get Out. Yeah, it was like fresh out of Get Out, bro. Like they don't try to appeal to. I did not hear outside of one player, Miles Straw, Miles Straw from Houston Astros. He was the only person that had um a a, 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 a hip hop a, a hip hop's intro. He had a gunner. He had gunner, and it stood out to me. It stood out to me and Ariana like we were watching it. That was it. His teammates probably looking at him crazy. That was the only <laughs> splash of black culture that I saw at that baseball game. And I was there for three hours, and we only got through five innings of the game. I had to leave. I love baseball. I left early. I, I chose. I chose to go drive around Houston with my girl. Like that's what we did. Like baseball has a problem. Baseball is dying. Baseball. I love baseball. Baseball is dying. They are dying because you can't. You're not even reeling. You're not. Not only you're not reeling in young black people. You're not reeling in young white people anymore, bro. They can go other places. People's attention span is too short, bro. Like it, it's it's hard. And I love baseball. Like anyone who knows me knows I love baseball, but it's true. Like it really is. Real quick before we transition, Miles ain't here to defend his team. (laughs) What's your thoughts so far on the Yankees? I'll let you you close out this segment. I know you had some uh some stuff, some choice words that you wanted to share on. The Yankees, especially with how everybody was talking before the beginning of the season, the Yankees are going to be better than the Mets. Mm-hmm. The Mets are still a little brother, but the Mets right now are actually in a winning position to actually win the division, while the Yankees will probably be fighting for a wild card. If that. If that. They, no, they're, they're – <laughs> Miles, Miles really shouldn't have missed this show. But the, 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 the Yankees are – they're they look incompetent. Like, they're they're just – it's actually pretty sad, honestly. Like, I, I when I went to go watch them play down in Houston, I mean that, that was the best showing I'd seen from them all year. Met, you know, I think Garrett Cole had a game where he threw 129 pitches, do a complete game. Um, the game after the game after the um, the first game, 
their second game in the series. But I, I they're just really inconsistent. And I was looking at the I was looking at the lineup, and I'm looking at the batting averages: 200, 250, 2, 230. No one's hitting well. Aaron Judge is just getting hot. That's it. It's it, everyone else is be, mediocre. They have a mediocre lineup. They're just not very good. That's the bottom line. So um, they're in a rebuild phase, which is kind of weird for the Yankees, right? They never rebuild. They kind of buy the way to things, you know. You know, white, you know, the Yankees kind of embody white privilege. You know how that go. You know how that go. But no, nah, I, 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 um, yeah, they deserve, they deserve it. I, this is it. Kind of me all these Mets teams I've seen over the years that have been very mediocre. I know what mediocre looks like. Okay, the Yankees are a mediocre baseball team. It's just a bottom line. They're they're wildly overrated. But uh, or I don't know who's overrating them. But you know they're just not very good. So it, it's fun to watch. Honestly, I don't mind it. Uh, Miles is here. I know he'll mention injuries, so I'll speak on Miles' behalf. Injuries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, injuries. every team will leave you with injuries. The Mets lost like half their roster, and they still were were kicking butt. So I don't want to hear none of that. Injuries. I don't well. want to hear none of that. They were they're so good. They're so good. They should have been able to withstand the injuries like the Mets did. I think one of the things that's always mentioned with the Yankees is not having the best farm system. So. That's because they buy. That's because they go and, and and trade for assets. But this is where I think, like you're saying, you can deal with injuries a little bit better when you have a better farm system. You could call somebody up, like, "Hey, we need you for like four or five two, years, whatever it is, whatever it is." So we're gonna transition to cap or facts. Cap or facts. Two is like. So does blank not matter? Yo. So first one with cap or facts. We've been talking about it in the chat. We've been sending stuff, you know, to the, the chat. We've been talking about it. I've been seeing some people say it. So we're going to throw it out there. Capital facts. This is definitely probably start another conversation from this one. Ezekiel Elliott will have a bigger comeback season than Saquon Barkley. Capital facts. <laughs> I love how you started the show with that one of all things. Bro. That's funny. Cap, uh, obviously. You think it's Cap. Yeah, I think Zeke, Zeke's not having a bigger season than than than, than Saquon this year. So with the, no the new the new talents that Danny, what is Dimes Nichols? So it's Nichols or Pennies? That's what it's we're trying to figure it's out. It's Danny Dimes. It's Danny Dimes. Danny Sense. Yeah, whatever. Okay, so with the new weapons he has, and you got to keep your what's your, your number one receiver? Um, Galladay, right? Galladay. Yeah, you, you really should. You really shouldn't do that with Galladay. I mean, Galladay. Galladay. You go watch Galladay's highlights, bro. You can't. You can't. You can't. I could. I really crossed my mind. I, I literally. <laughs> it literally left the back of my mind. I didn't know if it was Sterling Shepard. You might that. leave this. You might leave this season thinking that, and say, honestly, be able to say that Galladay's the best, the best wide receiver in the NFC East, over Amari Cooper. Yeah. Over C.D. Lamb. Yeah. We'll have. Galladay's that on, good. We'll have to see on that one. If, so if if, if Galladay's that good, right? You got to give him. Attempts you gotta get them targets and stuff, right? For sure. So is that not gonna then take away from possible I think they're gonna I think they're gonna run the, they're gonna run the ball to set up shots to, to Gade. Because Gade his game is intermediate routes to deep contested catches. That's his game. And he makes when I say contested catches, I mean contested catches, like dudes hitting him as he's catching the ball. He is he is really physical. So he's not a burner, he's just a contested catch guy. He's classical. Think Plasco Burris, like mm-hmm. if you're here, Giants fan, that's what he is. But honestly, uh, and in Plax, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not doing Plax justice, but it, it, again, some of God is how it's ridiculous, some of the catches he makes. So 
I'm excited. I won't even say nothing too crazy, too blasphemous, because I, I messed with all the Giants and all that, so I'm not going to do that. Um, hey, CJ, your you know, thoughts. You, What you think? You think Zeke can have a, a better comeback season than Saquon? Matter of fact, let's even have that discussion. What would make – are we just talking rushing yards? Are we talking – the team aspect? Are we just talking individual? So, what are we talking about when we have a comeback season? All, all purpose yards. If it's, you're going to individualize yes. them, it's all purpose yards. You're going to individualize it. But it, because it, it's better for the, the Cowboys if Zeke is your focal point of your offense. We already know that. They got away from that one and started throwing the ball a ton. And they basically got Dak paid internally. I mean, I, that's really what happened. And I'm not saying Dak deserves the money he got. Sure. Like, I don't think that – I think Dak is overrated. I'm all for black people making their bread. I, I think Dak is overrated because I don't. I think I think when Dak plays good, above average football teams, he suddenly his his level of play drops significantly, and it's all in the record there, right? And we talked about it on the show, um, and and the stats are out there. Like I mean, we, we we've, we've run them off on the show before, but yeah, like it, so if they want to go back to that style of ground and pound with the Cowboys, then okay, fine. Maybe he does a better year than Saquon. But Saquon's gonna get a bunch of all-purpose yards too. Saquon not just getting the ball, running the ball, and he's a better—he's a better pass catcher than Zeke. He just is. It's more natural for him. So I think I think the way the Giants are gonna package and use him. Also, I will say this too: I think the Giants have a better coaching staff significantly than the Cowboys do. Mike McCarthy is just not very good. I think I think even Cowboys fans will admit that. Um, I think the Giants have a better coaching staff. I think mean, Joe Judge is, is is a really really good coach, um, and, and I'm excited for the way you're gonna see them use him. So. That, for all those reasons, I'm I'm going Saquon Barkley is the guy, and it's not just I'm not not because I'm a Giants fan. Genuinely, like if if the Cowboys gate if the Cowboys go back to their old ways, Zeke could very well have a better year than him. But I don't think they will. They're gonna Zeke Dak's gonna throw the ball a ton to CD Lamb and all them guys. You said earlier in the chat, you said Zeke was gonna have more all-purpose yards, right? I did not say that. I was Miles. <laughs> no, I, I I did not say any such thing. I said Zeke looks good, and he does look good, and we we can all agree that he looks good. He looks in shape, and we were talking about it today at work. He looks in shape for the first time in a long time. This is his job this, looking shape. Say again. This is job looking shape. This is job looking shape. This is job looking shape. This is job. He's supposed to look in it's shape. Absolutely, absolutely. But I'm saying, in the past, at this time before the season started. He never came prepared look like this from what we saw from the from the outside eye looking in. He's never looked like this, right? He, he's posting videos now. He just posted another one uh, a few hours ago of him working out, making cuts and things like that. Anybody can work out. Anybody can make cuts and things like that. But at the same time, he looks like he, he, he's he got his body in physical shape, that he's taking it serious. But so does Saquon, right? Saquon looks absolutely incredible. He looks huge. He looks like beast mode's coming back. Um, and you said something that was – that was uh, – Interesting. You you were talking about Saquon a better pass catcher out of the backfield than Ezekiel Elliott, which I can agree with. But I also think in Zeke's defense, they've used Saquon in that capacity a lot more than they have Zeke due to the fact that the Giants didn't always have great weapons on the outside. When they got rid of OBJ and it was just Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, they depended on Saquon out of the backfield. Mm. Can you agree with that? I, I agree with that. I don't think that's. I don't think that that factors into who makes who makes who a better pass catcher. I think that they don't use Zeke out of the backfield as much, in large part because he's just not as effective in that role. Like his route tree is limited. They just have him run little stick routes at the top and then stop, and a little check downs and have him stop. Right? You see Saquon run outs. You see Saquon run angle routes. Like you, you see him run like post routes. Like. 
they let him they let him out roam free and then screen plays obviously he's for every running back but like <laughs> i just think because it's all on the route tree it's all on the route tree saquon actually runs like legit wide receiver routes like and he did it in college Zeke did not do it in college. Right. Like just going back. Well, like, that's just not something that Ohio State does in, in general. I think they would if they, if they with the personnel they would do it that way. I yeah. just think that that wasn't Zeke's game. Zeke's a power runner. He's a classic power runner, and that's okay. He's damn good at it. But he's not. He's not as good as Saquon. I didn't know. And I think that's going to play a role in who's have a better season because again, Saquon's going to have a lot of all-purpose yards. The Giants are going to be very hard to guard. <laughs> when you really because when you factor in Saquon in the past games, as long as they are, Daniel Jones can stay clean and has time. They, they should be carving teams up. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I just hope they don't overuse Saquon early on in the season. I don't think they will. And, and, and just try to – you say that, and then you see how, how good he is first game. You're like, oh, wow, he looks like the old Saquon again. And then you just overfeed him, and then he goes ahead and gets another injury. But 100, 100 plus yards game one, and the next thing you know, in total, he's going to have like 50 targets. 25, 30 rush attempts. They're going to be trying to throw it. That's the thing where it – I don't think it'll happen. I think in years past, it shouldn't, but it, yeah, it's definitely happening years yeah, past, and that's where happen. it's a concern. Like, hopefully, that doesn't happen. Like, but all right, we see him back. Either. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no need to do that now, which what Chris was alluding to. Now that y'all have some weapons, there's no oh, need yeah. that we should be seeing 26 rush attempts and 12 catches for Saquon. No need. It should be. It should be spread out, like you said. Use Saquon for the play action to Galladay. Get Saquon his touches, get him comfortable early on, open up the passing game, and you also gotta remember that in Saquon's first couple of years in the league, they were stacking the box. They can't do that anymore. Like Saquon's numbers, Saquon's rookie season where he had fourteen hundred all-purpose yards came against stacked boxes. Like, was that Eli? That was Eli throwing the ball here. Oh yeah, that makes sense. So. <laughs> Yo, in all in all seriousness, like yo, you can't you're you're gonna need to see a, a much better player, version of a player because you gotta have Tony to stress the field, Kadarius uh, Kadarius Tony, the, the rookie that is drafted. You're gonna mm-hmm. have um, uh, Kyle Rudolph, a big red zone target. Evan Ingram, I think he's gonna have a big year. I think he's gonna play a lot better than he did because there's gonna be less pressure. Slayton, Shepard, Galladay, the, the field's gonna be spread. So I think he's gonna have a really big year because of because of that. Um, Next one, Captain Facts. Next one for Kappa Facts. We didn't get to talk about this because we were out of town. We were on vacations. We were in another country. Who's in another country? You. First of all, Hawaii's a state. Oh, right. <laughs> y'all got to check these boys. Look, man. he said Hawaii, but some of them beaches then look, yeah, you know, they looked a little, they look a little foreign yeah, with some of them beaches. Shakari Richardson. I some Bora Bora or something. Shakari Richardson should be able to run in the Olympics. Kappa Facts. Facts. Cap, you know what No, broke the rules, bro. Is that is that simple? I think the rule is just stupid. The rule is stupid, but at the end of the day, it's still the rule. You knew you couldn't smoke weed. Same thing. Let's put it in the football. What's my man, Josh Gordon, Flash Gordon? You know you can't smoke. Just applied to be reinstated a few weeks ago. Yeah, you know you can't smoke. <laughs> now, if you get caught smoking, you got to pay the repercussions for it. Now, of course, yes, we can. That's life in general. We all say the human card. Yes, we're all human. I completely agree. She's human. She had the right to. I don't have an issue with her smoking. But I get it and I understand us black people and supporting her and things of that in nature. I can support you and still be able to be like our parents 
where we have that conversation. Your parents would have that conversation with you where it's like, all right, honey, all right, Greg, this has nothing to do with you being black. You broke the law. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think people should be making it about her skin color. Per I don't, she, for, well, let's, let's correct that real quick so we're factually correct. She didn't break the law. No, I'm like, saying in general for the example. She didn't break the law at all. Yeah, she gotcha. didn't break the law. No, no, I'm saying for the example, like our parents would have that conversation with us because at the end of the day, she's not allowed to smoke weed. So I don't think she'd be able to run. It's just that simple. You didn't follow the rules of what the guidelines were to be in the Olympics. And I've had track people in the star. I've talked to some of the track athletes that actually went to Olympic trials and everything like that. They have people. Once you get to that level, you can get randomly drug tested at any point. Once you finish your race, they have people that walk with them into the locker room and test them right then and there. So you, it's not like the NFL, the NBA, where we hear players like, oh, yeah, we could have figured out. We could take a little something to glitter it out our system. No, you're getting, te- yeah. you're getting tested right. often and immediately. Now, I, I agree with you. You know, you know, thinking back on it, you're right. It, it is irresponsible to, to go ahead and, and, and say facts. And, and the reason for that is kind of what you just alluded to. But at the end of the day, like you, you knew the qualifications to get into the Olympics, right? And as much, and I think as much as it like hurts me to say cap, right? You knew as much as we want to see her in, we want to support her. Like at the end of the day, if I did that, the only person I can look back and blame is myself because I, I get it. I was going through something, but just cause I was going through something, it doesn't excuse me uh, from the fact that I did something that I knew was against these rules and regulations to, to make it in. I don't get an exception. And, you know, I hope, you know, what she's going through, uh, she's passed and, and she's she's better now and, and she becomes better for it. Um, and I, we hope to see her in the, in the Olympics in, in the future. Um, but at the same time, and, and thinking about it now, I would get mad at, at somebody like if I'm sitting here defending her. Right. And they're saying, well, she broke the rules. There's nothing really you can say. She broke the rules. Yeah, that's a this is a completely different conversation of the rule being stupid. Yes. The Olympic committee in general is a very archaic system. A lot of the stuff that they have in place is not built for 2021. So that's a whole nother discussion. I completely agree on that aspect, but even the fact of I'm hearing people that was like, Oh, she should be able to run. Shikari came out herself and said, Hey, I get it. I'm wrong. That's that's what I'm saying. All right. That's fine. Like, so it's hard to defend her. She don't want to defend herself. One hundred percent, I agree. I just I think where people people mix it up is that like you mentioned the Olympics have have an archaic system that's not made for this time. But also the Olympics is has a history of racism too. Um, and I'm not saying this has anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. it. It doesn't. You don't want to mix it up. You don't, mm-hmm. don't mix up the two. That's not why she's not running. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's easy to kind of get from this topic to okay. Let's talk. Let's look. Let's look. Let's take a deep dive into the Olympics history here and see why there's so many just, just situations that make them look anti-black. Right? Oh yeah, that, I you think know? this is a a topic that springboards you into exactly. And that's, the the, that's what happened though. That's she was just she was just the 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 vessel that got us there. Yeah, the fact that they was talking about Afro athletes can't wear swim caps. Now, I was in, I was, in my head, I was just thinking that I was going to say Now that yes. I have a complete Thank issue you. with. That's literally, you didn't say it in your statement, but you're saying, hey, you black people. Don't don't be in our pools if you're black. Don't be in our pools. 
That's it. Because elite athletes don't need to wear swim caps. What? So basically, you're not. You're not. An, you cannot be an elite swimmer if you are black. We're just. We know who we're ruling out here. Okay, because we know who has afros. That's what I'm saying. So it's very easy to get from Shikari to that. It just is. It just is. So Shikari was wrong. Yes, we ain't, I don't know. No Karens with afros. I'm. I'm saying. I'm. You know. <laughs> so that's that's the, that's my point. Like it's just very easy to get from here to there, and I think that's what happened with the Shikari thing. I think she was just. She's just what got us to that conversation, and that's that's fine. I know she's wrong. I I, I say I say cap because the rule is dumb. Mm-hmm. You're legalizing it in so many different states. It, it's it's turning. So it, it's a little it's very ridiculous. But uh, staying with that Olympic theme, cap of facts, the world is actually catching up to USA basketball, men's basketball, because the women ain't having no problems. Cap of facts. I think I think it's, a, it's somewhere in between because I think the world's getting better at basketball. I think basketball is in the best place it's ever been. Um, I think you you have Luka Doncic coming out of Slovenia and he's one of the best basketball, he's one of the best basketball players in the world, honestly. And you saw what he did he, he got him there by himself to the Olympics. But at the same time, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give the USA a little bit of a break. The NBA season just ended or just ended for a lot of these Thank guys. You. It, it's it's. <laughs> I was listening to Katie talk about it. He's like, this is kind of set up for us to lose. Think about it. You're throwing us together. A lot of us just got an intense playoff series. Um, even Brad Beal, we want to talk about them being bounced in the first round. That's not that long of a break. Pretty going play. And ball, he's not man. playing in it now. And yeah, well, because he don't want to get the vaccine. It's a whole different conversation. But um, yeah, like it, it <laughs> that it's hard. It's very hard to just be like, the USA is not the same old USA. We also don't put our best players out there. Right. We also don't put our best players out there. I mean, yes, KD, yes. But would Zach Levine qualify as a USA basketball player if all things were equal? If we could get the best 12 players in the world and in, in, in the in the U.S.? I don't. I love Zach so. Levine. Zach Levine's amazing, I by don't the way. Think I think, so. But I don't think Zach's making the cut. Um, I don't think Kevin Lo- – I know Kevin Love's not making the cut. Not at this point in his career. No. Not no. at this point in his career. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's very hard. It's very hard. If you get guys like Braun to play, Steph Curry to play – this thing looks a lot different, man, and, and and so it's hard. The world's getting better, but let's. I want to pump the brakes because I still think they can win gold. I really do. I really do. Like you said, it's early too, and at the same time, like they, they fresh off of an intense, not, rigorous not, season. Not even the fact that they're fresh off in it. Yes, agree with that. But at the same time, this is normally the time where their bodies are, are resting. This is normally the time where they give their bodies a break. These players have routines that they do in the off season. That doesn't involve what they're doing now. It doesn't involve all this conditioning, keeping their bodies in shape, uh, you know, being physically ready for for this long. Um, again, they, they didn't have that time to rest because again, they probably maybe took a week off, maybe a week or two off, and then got right back into physically training, making sure that they were ready for this. Um, maybe some of their bodies are just tired. And like you, you brought up a great point. The U.S. doesn't put their best players forward. Period. <laughs> you 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 name two players, Steph and and Braun. That change everything exactly if they play. Everything changes. Do you think this is a question of there may not be pride anymore in USA basketball? Yeah, I think so. Because it's like, it's kind of damned if you, damned if you don't. They have no choice when it comes to USA men's basketball and USA women's basketball. But like I said, they're not having any issues of it yet. They have no choice but to come home with gold. Yeah. Anything less than that is a failure for USA men's basketball don't get me wrong the, the world's catching up I, the aau system 
um, there's a lot less teaching going on in, in grassroots basketball in America than there is in Europe. In Europe, they're learning how to play the game. It's it's a lot different. It really a lot is. of them becoming pros too at 12, at 13 12, years 13 old. Years. Yeah, man, and 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 they just have their footwork down early. They they can finish with both hands. Uh, things that seem simple, their their base their base of fundamentals is much stronger than that of of American players. American players a lot of times are very athletic. They're very athletic. They're gifted, and and it, it what they lack in skill, they make up for in athleticism. But what I always tell people at the end of the day is skill always skill will win. Skill will win, but it, to an extent, to an extent, because it, you, the athleticism has to, the athleticism has to be close. I don't think I don't think that these other countries have bridged the gap from an athleticism standpoint. Not all of them. Nigeria obviously did, but and that's why they could win. Uh, Nigeria, again. though, the thing that Nigeria did that was smart, though, it's a lot of NBA players on that squad. Oh, though. for sure, and and that's the thing. I'm that's where I'm saying the world's catching up in the sense that they're producing more NBA players overseas. That's why Slovenia can be in in in, in the. And, and going to Tokyo because they had Luka Doncic. Like that's the last. Saying. The last two MVPs have not been from America. International. Jokic, yeah, not, not from mistake. America. Giannis, we already know the no. vibes with that. Giannis. And we gonna we gonna get on that because I I don't like how you've been talking on Giannis' name, bro. No, Giannis, Giannis. Giannis. I don't I don't really Giannis. don't like. <laughs> I do not like. I've been telling you, bro. Talking about Giannis' what, name. Don't, get, don't even get me there because we get there, we not. This show, this show's not gonna go the way you want it to go. All I'm saying, <laughs> all I'm saying is you, the, the U.S. Is, I think they're fine. I just think that it, it's 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 a blend of things. There's other there's other factors into why they haven't gotten onto a hot start. I still think they're gonna win gold. I still think they win gold. I just don't like this roster. No. Um, well, I said it from the rip. Brad Beal, they replaced them. I think. Yeah, they're talking about replacing them with Christian, um, Wood. Christian Wood. I don't. I don't. Know. Christian Wood's like that. I don't like that pickup either. I think they what they need more of is actually I would have liked to see a Jared Allen, DeAndre Jordan, a Dwight Howard, one of those, a big like that that's going to defend the rim. I don't – Draymond plays defense. He can guard bigs, whatever. Cool, great. We in a situation where Kevin Love is on the court. I'm telling you, the Gasol brothers will look like they did four years ago. They eat barbecue chicken. Kevin Love down there is supposed to defend our rim? Kevin Love, has he even averaged a block in any season? Kevin Love's a future Brooklyn Net. Cool, great. Future Brooklyn Net. Cool, great. Whatever y'all got to do. Space the floor. Whatever y'all do. Space the floor, Kyrie, KD. Oh, and Harden, right. Hey, sometimes just make, sometimes we're, we're so rich, I forget sometimes how rich we are. Yeah, just make sure he not doing what he did during the season, you know, throwing the ball in on the court. Yeah, I want, I want, you know that won't happen. Throwing that attitude. He's, male, he's trying to get out of there. He's trying to get so watch when 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 Kevin Love comes to the Nets and look how, look how much better he is because he's doing exactly what Blake Griffin did in Detroit, Joking, not dunking on purpose. Joking Noah said it best. Ain't nothing there in Cleveland, man. Facts. Bucks Suns. It's tied up two two. Who wins the series? So are we changing? Are we changing any of our perspectives? I know you said Suns from day one. You said it was no chance. Do you think the Bucks? Do you think the Bucks can win this series? I think they can win the series. I don't think they will. I think if if Chris Paul obviously had had a rough game four, that's why they're not three one. It's Chris Paul's fault individually. Yes. If if Chris Paul turns it on, like Chris Paul played better like, than he did, right? If, if Chris All Paul, right, I'm gonna throw a stat out there. I think one thing that we forgetting though, he said before game one of the finals period, he's dealing with a hand injury with his wrist. Throw this stat out there to just show how much CP3 is not himself in the first rounds before the finals he only had 22 turnovers in these three games 
the last three games, two, three, four. Two, three, four. Mind you, 14 games, he only had 22 turnovers with his around a maybe under, I think it's under a turnover a game. But the last three games, he's had 17 turnovers, period. In the last three games, he had 22 all before that. I think that wrist is messing with CP3. That's fair. It didn't look like he had a lot of ball control, like in, in one of his. He's shooting in the weird last too. Game. You're looking at him shoot. That shoulder's still probably off yeah, too. Shot looks. His shot yeah. looks weird. He's shooting it weird. He's definitely not 100. He's looking short arm in the shot. Look, at his age, and this probably unless he comes to the Lakers, which I think he's going to do. Smart. It'd be smart. It'd I be think, smart, Chris Paul. I think the banana boat is getting together. It's going to be Bron, Melo, and yeah. CP3 in LA next year. That's another discussion. We could go deeper into that if y'all want this episode. But he has no choice but to play at probably 70%. This is his first finals. This is not like he's on the level of a Bron, a Michael Jordan, like, hey, I'll be back next year. Oh, I'm only 24. I'll be like Giannis. If he wanted to, he nobody would have been like upset if he sat down one of the games. Yo, I just want to make sure my knee is good. Because Giannis, everybody thinks. At his age, you should be able to get back at some point. Same thing with KD and James Harden. I'm saying, chill out. Hey, Giannis, you better win this one, bro. (laughs) Giannis, yo, you better win this one, bro. I'm saying, remember when Harden, Westbrook, KD went to the finals? They're like, oh, man, they probably got another three, four Mm -hmm. trips in them. Mm -hmm. It's hard as heck to get to the finals. But when you're younger, your window is wider. Wider. Chris Paul's window is it's, 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 it's like you driving a Mini Cooper and you crack the window. It's like is really is really not much space there. He but. needs to win this. He needs to win this series. Uh, broken elbow, broken <laughs> wrist, and all. It don't matter. Chris Paul needs to put put the icing on the cake here. He has to win, walk away from this a winner. And if you don't win a championship this year, do not even think. Don't think for a second about resigning with the Suns, yo. Please don't do it because the Suns have had an easy road to the NBA Finals. They have had an easy road. Both teams. It is both teams at Bucks too. And I am telling you right now, both teams are going to be in for a rudimentary awakening next year when things are more normal, when they have a regular season, it's not as condensed, and they are able, when these teams are healthy in the playoffs. Oh my God. Yo. I think another big part too is Sarek's injury too because now you're having to give minutes to Frank Kaminsky. It's not ideal, but which is not ideal. It's, it's not. It's not why the. It's not why they've lost these two games. Cam Johnson, look, yeah, I'm gonna Cam's say been good. Cam Johnson is really good. I was about to say Cam Johnson is good, but I think I want to keep it a stack. The way CP3 is playing, and you could tell he's injured. Bucks might win this, bro. Yeah, the Bucks might. might. They. I'm. I'm picking the Bucks to win this in six. They go on only if they win in six. Though. If they go seven, seven, yeah, it's they're, curtain. They're, if seven they have Suns to, are gonna win in seven. They have to win the next game, game five in so Phoenix. You, you winning four straight. The Bucks are winning four straight. Yeah. Nah. Yes. I don't think Giannis got the stones for that. I'm sorry. Nah. I don't. I don't think. It, I don't think it's Giannis. Giannis has been playing great. I don't. I don't think his his. Well, we're, gonna talk about, we're gonna talk about why Giannis has been playing great. We'll get there. Yo, you uh, so disrespectful. Really so you can't give. Giannis, yo, Giannis is one of the best athletes in the world who happens no, to play basketball. You hit a disrespect. Not player. 
one of the best athletes. 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 He's one of the best athletes in we've ever seen in, in human history. Actually, he can't he's just be the best, best player. We've ever seen? No, no. But he's one of the best NBA players in the NBA today. Yes, but it ever seen, ever seen Giannis? He not. He not. So Giannis he, is he top fifty all time? No. Jeez. Right as of, as of right now, without a championship, top fifty. It's Are the fifty guys that take over him? It's some people that's in the top fifty that don't have rings. Yeah, but they're better. Charles Barkley is significantly better at the sport of basketball than than yo. Let's say I want to ask you this course. question. I want to ask you this question. One of our show, one of our people that follow us, that support us, that be checking in, that be tapping in with us constantly. Mike, Big Mike, twenty six. Shout out to you. He threw this out there, and I had the same mindset, and I want to hear y'all mindset. With how Giannis is playing right now, yeah. are you picking Giannis or Anthony Davis? AD. For, for what? AD. So like, if you had to pick them to put on your team right now, the only reason you why picking Giannis or AD? Injuries aside. No, 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 we're not doing injuries aside. He's injury prone. Yeah, whatever. Nah, because then, because no, who's a better basketball player? Yeah, I, I would say AD because he's a more consistent shooter. Better basketball player. Honestly. AD's better than him, bro. Better basketball player? Don't be irresponsible. But I'd take Giannis. But no, but you're, you're factoring the injuries. The only reason why you take Giannis over AD is because of injuries. That's it. That's it. it yo, that is the only reason why. They're, for real. So not consistent either. Yeah, AD shoots better from the free throw line. AD shoots better from the three-point line. AD has a mid-range game. AD gets the Giannis has a effective. I feel Giannis has a higher ceiling. Why are we saying that? Because if you are you saying that if he ever learns how to, God forbid, shoot a basketball with any kind of efficiency? So let's let's have this discussion, right? We gonna have this discussion. I think we need to stop viewing Giannis in that light. Giannis is a big that can dribble. No, but we can't. You, I don't like when people say that. That's BS. You know why? Why? Because they don't use him that way. They just start. They just started. So we should should change it then. You know what happened? You know what happened? This is going to be some NSW. This going to (laughs) be. You know, really? Coach Budenholzer throughout the the playoffs is like, they let him him shoot the ball from the outside. They let him play the way he's been playing because he's got in the NBA. Dribble, pat, 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 shoot the ball, right? Miss, 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 get to the line. Miss, miss. All right. Budenholzer was finally like, all right, we've damn near near lost to the Hawks. And I got Giannis, and Giannis was to be a top 10 player in the NBA. So what's wrong? I'm about to get fired. He should still be fired. I'm about to get fired. All right, what do I do? All right, you know what? Giannis, you kind of ask. Let's 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 transition your game a little bit. This you're doing things that you're not that good at. Let's get you the ball slashing. Let's get you the ball on the move. Let's let's do let's run cookie cutter stuff for you to get you easy looks. Oh, yo, Giannis is one of the most gifted athletes in human history. So when I mean, you can run that fast, you can dribble the ball, and you can finish the basket. Yeah, like you're gonna be you're gonna be on yeah, some Shaq stuff. Start taking the narrative and making it seem like Giannis is gonna, like Kendrick what Perkins said. Uh-huh. I'll read the I'll read the quote. If Giannis takes it to another level and wins the championship and wins finals MVP, then I think we ought to give him the credit as being the best player in the game of basketball. Dethrone LeBron, KD, and whoever else. I'll say that. That's straight nonsense. Yes. Straight nonsense. Stop watching ESPN. Just stop. Just stop watching ESPN. Do something better with your time. Like for real, do anything better with your time, bro. You're better off watching Bench, Mob, ENT. Just you listen think, to the you, podcast. You think Kendrick believes that, or you think he's saying that for for views on ESPN? 
Kendrick should know better, but honestly, and it could be just for views, but it doesn't matter. It's irresponsible. It's missing. That's that's Donald Trump level misinformation. It, it don't matter. That's 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 like that's Fox News level like misinformation. You can't do that. Yeah. You can't mislead the American people like that to, to, to make them even to even put that seed in their head. Because, to put yeah, that seed in their head has one. Like, but Chris, on. he he mentioned it. He alluded to it. Do you think the narrative is changing and it should change? I. I personally think our viewpoint of him should change in this regard. So Greg mentioned it. He can't shoot, doesn't shoot well. You know somebody else that can't shoot, that doesn't shoot well? Ben Simmons. Shaq. So, for he's example, nice. when people see Shaq, they're like, all right, he's dominant. He can't make free throws. Cool. It's not made as a big of a deal. Yeah. People view Giannis as a wing player, it's like, as a wing, as a guard, you know you need to be able to make free throws. Maybe we need to start looking at him more as a power forward center. Then Giannis can't initiate your offense, then. I was Let gonna, CJ I, give yeah. his opinion. Put, put down over there. No, I'm talking um, about the... Put, 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 put down. Let me hear what you're going to say. Put, put down over there. <laughs> so we, we, heard enough, we heard enough from... Uh, Hot the, Texans, the Giants officiano over there. Uh, yeah. For, for Shaq, I don't like that comparison because Shaq wasn't the one that was bringing the ball up, right? Mm-hmm. Shaq, Shaq was, was a guy that was, was in the paint, and, and that was essentially his role. So if he was missing free throws as a big man, like a lot of big men miss, miss free throws. But for Giannis, Giannis is your guard. Giannis is the one, like Greg said, officiating uh, your offense, and he's bringing the ball up. He's your go-to scorer. He's your go-to guy. Um, so, so for him not to be able to shoot the ball, that, that's detrimental to your team. He's not so if – so, Let's say Coach Bud transitions these last couple games. He ain't been setting up the offense, which Greg alluded to. Yeah. If they transition his game to that where he actually is more of just in the post and back to the basket, can we then view him as a center? And then does that change the narrative? Like, do you think he needs to do that for his career to change the narrative? If we have a bigger sample size where they consistently use Mm -hmm. him like that, yes. Change it. Change it. If If he's doing that for a whole season... Change it. You got. You got to change it because if you can't consider him a guard anymore, if he's not playing the guard position, I think for the best of his career is what I'm saying. That's what they need to do. He's yeah. been way more effective and even more dominant being down there in the post, which which is not a problem either. If, if that's if that's I think that's where he belongs he's, exactly, and if, if that they're figuring that out now when he's still young, change it for the better. Right. Let's say they do that. Let's say let's say they do that and everything goes perfectly and he has a season where he hit where he shoots like seventy percent from the field. He's always I think you'll percent. see something like Zion. Yeah, he would have some Zion type numbers. Okay, let's say he does that. All right, cool. Is he top five in the NBA because because of that? But that's changing the whole conversation. We're just saying no. Should, it's not changing the conversation. It's he's not the top five big. This is where this. I like that. <laughs> that means nothing. <laughs> and he knows that. That means absolutely nothing. But but because because. <laughs> Yo, yo, and he know that. So, so he's really on my side here because because it is not changing because the whole point of this conversation is that the narrative around him is changing and people are, are getting ready to catapult him into into a conversation with guys. Who's like your top LeBron. five? By the way, who would be your top five? What right now? Yeah, in the league right now. I'm going Bron. Okay. Uh, Curry, of course. Um, KD, of course, makes sense. Um, it, the top five is a little murky now. Um, I still think when AD is right, he's one of the best players in basketball. AD, and then I'm sure you'll probably put Harden at five. I think AD and then Harden, I think, the, I think when AD is right, he's, he's a top five. Player. So, 
I would say this then. If they we get them a full season down there, right? Based off your top five list, get him down there full season. He's shooting above 65% from the field. Crazy numbers like that. Zion-like numbers. He's effective. He's dominant as he's doing. And one thing which you mentioned, Ben Simmons, I love about Giannis, though, he got cojones and has been actually shooting really, for his standards, he's been shooting really well from the free throw line, actually, like, yeah. doing the finals. He like, the right stuff to God. He's been he's definitely been approved this finals with regarding his free throw percentage, and he actually isn't scared to take it like some other players. If he plays the way he's playing in his finals all next season, and we got a regular regular schedule too, eighty two games, he's in my top five. Then I don't put over Luca. I'm saying based off your list, I take AD out and put Giannis there. Uh, he's not there. He's not because AD gonna have a healthy season next year, and then the then the, the conversation will be different. And I know for you it won't be because you you know you're stuck with your, the injury thing, and that's fair. I'm not saying that's not fair. Availability matters. I get it, but AD is AD is significantly better at this. I sport. think AD is more skilled. AD is just so much better at basketball than Giannis. It's not even funny. It's not even funny, bro. Like he is so much better. He's just so much more skilled. Like there's so much more. I I, I don't have fun watching Giannis play basketball. Though. <laughs> I really don't enjoy watching him. I don't enjoy this man did you watch, did taking you enjoy, the ball and running to, running into grown men as fast as he can, hoping hoping for the best. Did you enjoy watching Shaq play? Yeah, but it's not the same. I'm saying if they transition him where he's in the post mainly, uh, that, it would be, that, 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 he would be more enjoyable to watch, I think, because you're not just watching him run into guys, run into guys. Yo, <laughs> he really was making himself easy to guard in the playoffs earlier on. Like He was just running into set defense repeatedly hoping for the best he played basketball he plays basketball he like a dude who wear black air force ones like that's how he plays the game as he said the Giannis one <laughs> going to the Suns though one of the narratives out there that came up earlier in the playoffs and whatnot speaking of narratives and people coming out with stuff especially on ESPN Devin Booker is the next Kobe Bryant are you subscribing to that I'm not subscribing to it, but I will say this. When, when I was watching his highlights from, from game four and watching him play, he was doing a lot of Kobe Bryant-esque moves. His baseline jumper where uh, he did the double pump fake and then faded away, it looked it, like replicate of what Kobe mm-hmm. Bryant used to do. And there were a lot of other moves that he did in the paint like that, his fadeaway jumper. just And again, like you remember the clips of him training with Kobe Bryant, and it brought me back to that. Mm-hmm. Like. He, he probably took so much from Kobe's bag, um, you know, which, which is why when, when you watch him play, you get a lot of uh, images of, of Kobe and, and how he used to do things. But uh, I, don't, I don't think he'll be as good as Kobe. But, again, he, he reminds me a lot of Kobe. I Greg, you tell me if you're off on this one. I'd go more with Jason Tatum. I've subscribed more to Jason Tatum being – closer to Kobe or the next Kobe-esque player. We see flashes, as Chris just said, of Kobe's game in the books game, but that's he worked out with him. I think Jason Tatum is the next closest thing to Kobe. It's like that is that 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 conversation where it was like when Kobe was here, I think he's the next closest thing to MJ. We're gonna have these comparisons, of course, and nobody more than likely is going to get to that point. Nobody uh, you have it 50-50. Some people believe Kobe got to MJ's level. Some people don't. I don't think anybody will get to Kobe's level, but I think the person that will 
that is more accurate to have this debate with going on for the rest of their career is Jason Tatum than Devin Booker. Yeah, I can see that too. Yesterday, we were, we were, me and my brother were talking about um, who's better between Jason Tatum and Booker, and yo, Jason Tatum is different. It's just it's just a damn shame that Boston has him. Um, that bag is that bag is different. very deep, and it, it really is similar because he has it out the post like like Kobe, like and he's so much taller. He's taller than Kobe was, and man, God, God rest Kobe's soul. He's he's a he's a more efficient shooter. Like they both seem like more efficient shooters. Like I mean, Booker's a sharp shooter. That's kind of where that's where the foundation of his game is. But he's, mm, I won't give him sharpshooting label. Mid range, yes. Three point. His book. His three point. His three the percentages. Point is crazy. The percentages don't. He's, he's a high volume shooter. That's why I, I think that based on the number of shots he takes, I mean, you can't you can't be Steph, but he he is. He, that's when he started in Kentucky. That's what he even and again, when he's getting recruited in high school, he was a sharp shooting guard. Mid range, I give him that three point college fine, but you know the college three point is not the same as the NBA I know, three point. I know, I know, and, and, and that's a good, that's a fair point. I mean. I, I, I think that Tatum is, is it probably is more like Kobe than, than Book, but Book has that Kobe that Book definitely has Kobe's mentality. I mean, it's for real. So he if you're giving him comparisons, I think it's not just a high it's not high praise too, but it's also warranted. The guy the guy never stops coming. He never stops coming at your defense. He puts pressure on your defense. So um nah, they're both phenomenal players. I think I think Tatum gets the edge though. Good so size. as of right now, right, we're gonna talk about the most impressive finals debuts. Giannis his first finals, 32 points per game, 14 boards, five and a half assists, one and a half block steals, and 2.3 blocks. He's actually shooting 61% from the free throw line, 60% field goal percentage. When we think about people having their first finals appearance, who comes to your mind when you talk about like some of the most impressive ones? I'll throw one out there to start it off. I'd have to put Tim Duncan out there. His first one going against the Knicks. So who did you play against him? You said who you played against? Played against the Knicks. Okay. He averaged 27.4 points, 14 boards, two and a half blocks, one steal, two and a half assists. They won the series 4-1, giving San Antonio their first championship. And you know, after that, it was on to the running in San Antonio. So that's one of the most impressive finals debuts that comes to my mind is Timmy D and that kind of started and that was only his second season his second season he's already in the championship and he won it and it, again good thing Miles isn't here that might have caused some more pain talking about the Knicks losing right then and there Miles got a rough flight CG take it off uh today I was, I was looking up some Shaq highlights and when you talk about debuts, when he was just 23 years old, uh, 26 points, 16 rebounds, that's when you saw who Shaq really was and in his first finals debut. Because, again, I was thinking, like, to be that young, 23 years old, like, I'm 20, I'm 26 right now, and I'm remembering when I'm 23 years old. But to have, like, the the mental capacity and, and the mental focus to, to play in an NBA finals game at that young of an age and to actually be on the biggest stage and, and ball out and have, you know, put up a good show to 26 points. Yeah. They lost by, by two points, but at the end of the day, he had 16 boards. 
like he, he put the world on notice like I'm here and I'm here to stay uh, and that's kind of how I, I think I think that's that's one of the reasons you know he made a name for himself G baby I mean for, for me I mean Allen Iverson's an easy answer <laughs> Allen Iverson is an easy answer I, I think what he did against the Lakers carrying them and even winning a game against them with that roster with that <laughs> game one Eric Snow 48. Um, Points game one 48 points, six assists, five rebounds, and five steals. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. Yeah, five steals is, is what really, Come on, you know, he averaged, him. he averaged Dagnan two steals for that whole series 35 points, five boards, and 3.8 assists. Yeah, I think he should have averaged zero assists that series with that roster. Yeah. I'm not passing to none of y'all. I'm not passing to none of y'all. Yeah. 1980, I'm going to throw it back. 1980, Magic Johnson. Yeah, that's fair. 21 and a half point. Not as, you know, impressive as the other numbers we threw out there with some of the players we just mentioned. But they won that series 4-2. And the thing that was most impressive with that, Kareem was out game six. They put Magic at center. Magic was at center, had 42 points, 15 rebounds, and seven assists. Magic Johnson, I don't think we throw his name out there enough when we talk about the greats and we talk about people that really impacted the game. Magic was 6'8", 6'9", and was able to play center in the finals. He played center in the finals and had 42, 15, and 7. Closeout game, no Kareem. That's what comes to my mind, some of the most impressive Finals debuts right there. You got to throw magic out there. Um, for some of those uh, younger listeners, you're going to probably have to Google that. Y'all might not know who magic even is, but Google it 1980s finals. Check it out. Before we close it out, for the Suns, right? We, we talked about the injuries and whatnot. You believe they're going to win. What do they have to do in your eyes to actually? Win this, and are you saying six or seven? I think they're winning seven. They're winning seven, and I think that it's Chris Paul's gonna have to figure it out. You don't have to dig deep here, they need him to play well. I don't, I, I think, I think it really, it really does boil down to that because Middleton is just hitting big shot after big. Middleton is the story of the, of the playoffs, but y'all talk about Giannis's numbers, great, yes, cool. Wait, come on. The playoffs, yes. But this series so far, it's been Giannis that's been carrying them the whole series. If, if the if the Bucks lost last game, what would have happened? They're going home in six. Chris Middleton saved their season last night. And he, it repeatedly hey, he's done Giannis that. Giannis balled out too, though. What did he do? He had 26 points. 15 what boards and eight yeah, assists. Huh? 26, 15, and 8. Plus that incredible block. I didn't even, I didn't even really – I'll be honest, bro. I didn't even really see it. I didn't even see it happen. <laughs> like, I, yo, bro, yo, watching Giannis. He, he said, what do so, you do? <laughs> watching, watching Giannis. Watching Giannis's, Giannis's game, bro. Like, I, I, I think it – It can't just be me. Like, listen, someone out there will listen to He doesn't podcast. have the sexy game that you like. You like finesse. I, I like – Yo, I, the, I thing, like the, the thing you mentioned, though, with Chris, though, with, with Chris Middleton – it's up and down with him too much, though. It's up and down with him way too much. If they, the start of this series, the headline was, where's Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday? Yo, Chris Middleton's the only reason why they're in the finals right now. The only reason? The biggest reason. Okay, thank you. Just just change Set, that up. The biggest, it, it, is a, it is a 
60 to 40 split between him and Giannis, 60 being Chris. Because the clutch shots he's hit, the the, the, the he has he's create he hits crunch time buckets. I I go 60-30-10. I go 60-30-10. 10 being who's rule? Yeah. In this series, right? The thing I, I yes, Drew Holiday is a great defender, but I think we gotta beware. You know, CP3 is injured. I've been yeah, hearing a lot of people like Drew Holiday is putting CP on lock. Nah, he's not. He's not. See, CP, Drew Holiday is a great defender, but I think it's a mix of him being a good defender and CP isn't completely healthy. If the Bucks win the series, they have to win in the six. I don't think they're going back to Phoenix and winning that. That's that would be way too tough for that to happen, but you're basically saying CP just gotta dig deep to try to get this one out. Yeah, he's got a good out. I mean, they need they need they need two more two more classic Chris Paul performances. They need two more. Whatever you gotta do, he has to figure it out. Yes, because without it, I I don't know where it comes unless campaign has a big game, which is possible. Um, he has a big game, and if you pair it with D Book, because you know D Book, you know D Book can go out there and do. But they need Chris Paul to be to be Chris Paul for two nights. He's got to bring it back. He's got he's got to fight the he's got to be able to fight through these bad these injuries and give them two nights of vintage Chris Paul, and you might you have yourself a Suns championship. CJ, can you be a Batman and not be the closer? Yeah, for sure. Nah, I don't know about that. And 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 I, I'm a Bron guy. And people could talk about Brown all they want. Brown was closing games. Brown has been closing games his whole career. It's, it is the biggest lie. Skip Bayless should be arrested. <laughs> Skip Bayless should be arrested. Like they should arrest that man and throw away the key. He is such a liar. Like making people believe that LeBron's not a closer. I know I'm making it about LeBron, but that it's, it's the example. I know people would do that. People go, well, Brown wasn't a closer. Yeah, he was. So watch basketball. I just want to ask you this then. So it yes, is. completely agree. Yes, Bron, Batman on every team. He's the Batman. Tried to make AD Batman, but we know that that's not <laughs> that ain't happening. Yeah, I don't think Giannis is Batman either. Shaq, Kobe, who was Batman on that team? I think I, I think because I, because look 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 look. I think, I think Kobe if home. we're going with his logic of you have to be Batman and closer, said closer. Many would say Shaq was the Batman, but he wasn't the closer. Shaq wasn't Batman because Shaq couldn't close games. So that's what he's Batman has to be the closer, also in your eyes. Uh, Yes, which is why Giannis isn't. You have to at least have the ability to be a closer. Yes, you. I have to be able to rely on you to be considered Batman. Yes, to get to 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 when the yo to put the balls in your hands. You cannot be a pattern player. You know, Giannis Giannis is a pattern player. So I'm gonna leave y'all with this. Giannis is a pattern player. There's, there's, there's two different types of players in the NBA. There's pattern players, and there's, there's guys in the NBA who don't, who just, who are ISO guys and, and can get it off of, a, off of like a screen and pin down. You can draw stuff up for them, but also they're going to go create. Again, set defense, they're going to get their own. These two guys I'm about to name, both of them fully healthy, playing well. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, who's Batman? Right now. Are they both right Batman? Now, right, right, no. Well, right now it's D Book. Because fully healthy, both. Both of them fully oh, well, healthy. Well, CP, CP, we know CP's history is. We know what the record, what the record would say. I think they both are capable of being Batman type dudes. I think because Chris Paul's playmaking ability, I mean, you got to give it to him because he's gonna get guys open shots. But 
and, and he's gonna he's gonna create points for his teammates. And and D Book isn't a bad passer, but he's not. He's not his first option. Is Shaq was the Batman in your eyes, or Shaq was the Robin? Shaq was Robin, and he hates it. Who hates it? Shaq. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, th- I think Kobe was the Batman just because just of what he could do. I'll say this, and we could end off right here. Shaq was the Batman. Kobe was the closer. I think you could be Batman and not be the closer because I think Shaq was Batman most dominant. We look at Kobe's first finals. I was looking at that today. He had a – Shaq fouled out. He had a huge eight points in that overtime game. 28 points that game before the series. Kobe averaged 15 his first finals. Of course, we know he progressed after that. But that series, Shaq averaged 38, 16, and like four. Shaq was the Batman. Kobe, rest in peace, once Shaq left, became Batman. But he was the closer. I think where they butted heads, where they butted heads, Shaq wanted to be all of it mm-hmm. and you had the debates going on i wasn't old enough to be watching first take during that time but i'm very confident the conversations was no kobe's the kobe's the man shaq's the man shaq wanted to be the man but i think they you know they discussed it on a show whatever when you look back at it and you see this with a lot of teams if your most dominant and your best player is a big a la Philly. Embiid's the Batman, but Embiid can never close. Why? Embiid can't create his own shot. Embiid can only be but so creative. This is why what you lack with... Create a shot. (laughs) This is what lacks in Philly. They don't have a closer. Milwaukee. Giannis is Batman. Chris Middleton is the closer. Lakers. Shaq was Batman. Kobe was the closer. It's just that simple. Oh, no, bro. Oh. Y'all know the vibes. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. And on the bench mob ENT, we always ready. We out. Peace. Peace.